0: Thanks again for uh, your participation with us, and uh, I want to again invite you. If you haven't started, it's not too late. Uh, you could even finish the whole Gospel of John uh, this month. Uh, and even if you couldn't, it's okay. You could uh, just—we're we're reading one chapter out of the Gospel of John uh, on a daily basis. There's 21 chapters, so there's uh, room even in February for uh, falling behind and catching up. Uh, And uh, we're reading the record of Jesus' life. If you can do this with me, I'm inviting you to do this with me. If you do it with me, we will read through the Gospel of John, the story of Jesus' life, his ministry, the record of his ministry uh, from John's perspective. We'll read through it 12 times this year. And uh, if nothing else, you will know Jesus better than you did in December of 2020. Which is, you know, probably a good thing from my perspective. So I just want to invite you to do that. Please feel free to do that. Oh, by the way, we'll be uh, reinforcing that reading with uh, some, uh, some of our teaching series throughout the year. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, some things from the Gospel of John uh, throughout the year. So you've been warned and you've been invited, I would encourage you to do it. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I can do it all 12, fine, do it, do it 6. You know, it's not like you're going to get to heaven and get asked how many times you read the gospel of John in 2021. That's not, a, you know, that's not the deal. Okay, so everybody take a deep breath and go, oh, that's good news. Okay, somebody thought it was good news me. <laughs> Hey, who, who doesn't want a little more stability? If you don't want any more stability in your life, please raise your hand. <laughs> That's what I thought. Everybody would love to have a little more stability. This last year has been full of chaos, and this year has started off being just about the same. Uh, we just don't know what's coming next half the time. Um, wouldn't it be great if 2021 increased everybody's prosperity, prosperity, all of our prosperity, so everybody had everything they needed? Yeah. Directly or indirectly. I mean, you know, it would be great if all the rich people became generous people, too. Yeah. And we are rich people, by the way. We, uh, in this country, regardless of our income level, we're in the top, like, 10% easily of the entire world. Oh, okay. Don't, don't start preaching that yet. That would be another sermon. Uh, but what about peace and security? Uh, I want that. What about you? Peace and security. Amen. Uh, The last 12 months, with with the pandemic and all the craziness going on in the streets and uh, and, everywhere, uh, the last 12 months has has raised so many unique problems. I mean, a pandemic, a global pandemic, like uh, we haven't seen for 100 years. And everybody... from everything i've been able to find out they had the same kind of arguments the same kind of disagreements i'm not going to wear a mask that's crazy you can't tell me what to do you can't tell me where i can go and where i can do yeah yeah so those things that everybody else go why don't you care about people put that mask on right uh, that, that whole kind of stuff A 100 years ago i wish we had written it down someplace and taught it to us in school so that when this one came around everybody would go oh i wearing a mask yeah that's the way it ought to go We, yeah, but we're still having the arguments, right? Uh, We've all been left wondering, what are we supposed to do? Everything's different. Even after we all get vaccinated and the pandemic threat is over and uh, that seems to be settled down and, and, and political and social stuff settles down a little bit. This world is not going to be going back to normal. Whatever you thought was normal in January of 2020 does not exist anymore. You're welcome. How are we supposed to live in this new world? Wouldn't it be great if everybody in this on this planet, every single person was safe? In, in all this social, political conflict, we calm down. And we could just live in peace. So, how can you and I remain calm in all this chaos? That's the question. One of the things that I have discovered as I've uh, as I've read in the Bible, the records that are in the Bible. One of the things that I've realized is that our world is different. We have a whole lot of technology that they didn't have. Uh, 1,000, 2,000, years ago, right? We have a whole lot of technology they didn't have. Um, we know a whole lot of things that they didn't know. But as human beings, we haven't changed a lick. Uh, And they had the same kind of questions and the same kind of problems. Israel's ancient king and great songwriter David uh, had similar concerns to ours. How can we have, uh, remain calm in this world that's full of chaos? And uh, he recorded some of his thoughts in what we call Psalm 16. And we're going to be looking at that this morning. I want to invite you to follow along with me. Psalm 16, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. (coughs) those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my God, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So how can the Lord's people... Remain calm in chaotic circumstances. Uh, David lists uh, several benefits of seeking refuge in the Lord. He starts by saying, I, God, Lord, I take refuge in you. Keep me safe. So, what did he, And then he lists several benefits in this psalm. Uh, stability, prosperity, security, contentment. Uh, divine counsel, guidance, and instruction on how to live. The recognition that the more I trust him, the more I know that he's with me, and the more that I know that he's with me, the more that I trust him, and the more that I trust him, the more that I know that he's with me. And isn't that a great circle to get into? The more I know he's here, the more I trust him, the more I trust him, the more I know he's here. The more he... We have a positive attitude. Joy, safety, assurance, even our greatest enemy, death, has been overcome. It's conquered. We can have purpose and passion in our lives. We can know why we're here and what we're here to do and how we're supposed to do it. And we can recognize the Lord's presence in a way that generates deep joy and delight in life. And right in the middle of this psalm, I, I love the way he just kind of drops this in. He gives us this warning about the consequences of turning to other gods or to idols. Uh, he says, idols multiply your troubles, so stand strong and chuck them out. Okay, he didn't say chuck them out, right? Uh, those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. So I would just pause here for a moment and say, if you want to multiply your troubles, why? But anyway, if you want to, start trusting anything and everything besides Jesus. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. Now, some of us are wondering, what other gods? What idols are you talking about? I do not have a little statue in my room or in my house or in my yard. I don't have a, I don't have a little thing that I pray to. Uh, so that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Let's talk about that for a moment. I want to encourage you to listen to your thoughts. Listen to maybe even your prayers. How often do you find yourself repeating something along this line? If only I had more. I'll let you fill in the blank. Then I'd feel secure. I'd be happy. I'd be safe. I'd be. If only I had more. See, I think our if-only thoughts reveal our idols. Yeah. If only I had more influence, then I'd be secure. You know, If I could tell people what to do and they would actually do it the way I want them to do it, then I'd be pretty safe. If, if only I had more money and stuff, then, then, then I'd be much, much happier. If only I had more approval from this person or that person or this group of people. If I only had somebody more approval, then I'd be joyful. I'd be happy. If they would just say I'm okay. If only I had a better education, then I would know what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to live. If I just went back to school or something like that. If only my candidates, I had to throw this in there because it's true for most, a lot of people in the United States, if only my candidates could get elected, then I'd have peace of mind. And then there's some of us who've given up on this one but still think it once in a while, if only I had better looks or better health, <laughs> then I'd really have a passion for life. I'd really be able to enjoy myself. One of my favorite authors is, I've quoted him several times, his name's J.D. Walt. He he says, the question is not whether or not uh, we worship, because we will worship. The question is, who or what will we worship? Whatever or whoever it is that we order our lives around in order to make our lives work, that is our God. Worship is about security. Whatever we turn to and attach ourselves for our sense of security, that is who or what we worship. It doesn't matter what we say with our mouths, it matters how we shape our lives. For most people in the United States, whether we want to admit it or not, our God is the almighty dollar. And when it says on that dollar in God we trust, we basically mean in the buck we trust. For a lot of us, it's money. If we just had more money, all the problems would be solved. If they just made that stimulus check bigger for us, we'd be okay. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything else. Whatever we turn to to attach ourselves and attach ourselves to for security, that's what we worship. For some people, it's reputation, popularity. But only Jesus, only Jesus can give us true security. Yeah. Only He can keep us safe. Everyone and everything else that promise promises security in this life is a false God. It's an idol. It doesn't work, it will fail you. If 2020 And so far in 2021, if these last few months haven't taught us anything, it's that there is no security outside of Jesus. Mm -hmm. All this stuff that we thought was solid is getting shaken, broken. Why? Because it's run by humans who are broken. See, the Lord wants to set us free. Everything that we arrange our lives around, besides Him, besides the living, true God, everything that we seek security from, besides Jesus, will enchain us and enslave us, but it will not give us security and peace. there's only one place to find it. The one true and living God whose name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything else multiplies our troubles. We need to move. We need to consciously move with God's grace and His help. We need to move from repeating to ourselves, if only I had more, whatever. If We need to stop saying that and repeating it over and over. If only I had more of this. And we need to start meditating and thinking and believing the principle that says, I have all I need in Jesus. Regardless of my current circumstances and how messed up they may be, I have everything I need in Jesus. In the end, it's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus' followers, Jesus's followers seek refuge in him alone and they abandon their idols. So how do we do that? Well, we need to start like David with an honest prayer. Start with an honest prayer. It's prayer, keep me safe. He did not go, oh, life is a bed of roses and everything is hunky-dory because I believe in Jesus. Well, he wouldn't have said that anyway. He would have said, I believe in the Lord. It was before Jesus. It was like several hundred years before Jesus. Okay. Uh, But he would have said, Lord, this world is a mess. If you're not sure about that, you can check out several of the Psalms written by him uh, where he talks about how there are people who want to kill him. There are people who are talking trash about him, literally. Uh, There are all kinds of things going wrong. Start with an honest prayer. Lord, keep me safe. Continue that prayer. Take it another step further and make it a prayer of complete consecration. You are my Lord. We don't know that word. I mean... You, We don't understand that word. See, that word means absolute, ultimate, complete authority. Amen. There is no one else who's my boss. Not even me. Amen. You're the one in charge. You and you alone. You are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Meditate on that. I have all that I need in Jesus. He's all I need. Apart from him, there's nothing good. And then he drops in this gem, which makes life really interesting in 2021. You see that? Enjoy your fellow travelers. He's, David says, they are the ones in whom is all my delight. Even if they voted for that other guy. Even if they didn't vote at all. Even if they disagree with me about it. X, Y, and Z or A, B, and C. if they're following Jesus I enjoy them I may not agree with them but I enjoy them I love them they are a blessing to me mm-hmm. and finally toss out your idols to simplify your life Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. So toss them out. Now, Boy, that's a whole lot easier to write out into a sentence and it's a whole lot harder to do because there's something deep inside of us when we've set up these idols that say this is what's going to make me safe and this is what's going to keep me secure and this is what's going to help me get, get by and this is what's going to 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 let go of those things and to recognize that it's only Jesus is hard because most of those things are things that we can handle, touch, and see, maybe even hear. There are things that we can measure with our senses. We can count dollar bills. Unless, of course, you're doing a lot of your stuff online, in which case you're really not counting dollar bills. You're trusting somebody else to count a little thing in your bank account. Electrons. It's hard to, you know, they didn't, sorry it went that way. If you're, if you're hanging on to this stuff it's hard to let go of it because there's a part of you that says if I let go of this thing that I have been saying to myself if I only had more of this I would be secure and safe and if you, if you let go of it there's a part of you who's that, that thinks to yourself I'm not going to be safe the world's going to fall apart if I don't have this so why we need to stop thinking, if only I had more of this, and start reminding ourselves often, in Jesus I have everything I need. In Jesus I have everything I need. Even if I die, that's not the end of the story. Amen. Beginning of the so I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think about this. When you listen to your thoughts and your prayers, perhaps, what, if only, statements do you find yourself repeating? And as you think about those things that you're repeating to yourself, do you find Jesus saying, let go of that. I'll take care of you. Just sense that. And if you sense his invitation to invite you, inviting you to let go of it, um, will you toss him? Will you toss that idol? Will you start telling yourself, I have all I need in Jesus? I don't need more of anything else. I have all I need in Jesus. Let's pray. King Jesus, it is obvious to all of us, and I know it is even more obvious to you. We live in a world that is broken chaotic we have many reasons to be insecure, to feel threatened we need a refuge a refuge that we can really count on and we are choosing to believe that you are our refuge and so we ask you to keep us safe And we give ourselves to you completely. We recognize you as our king, as our Lord, as our ultimate, complete, uncontested boss. We yield our thoughts to you. When we say, your kingdom come, your will be done, we don't mean your kingdom come, your will be done, if I approve it. We mean your kingdom come and your will be done in us as it's done in heaven. And God, we need help to enjoy our fellow travelers. Some of us are like your good friend Peter who opened his mouth and then later tried to figure out how to filter stuff. Never did figure it out. Some of us are really broken, and in our brokenness, we still cause other people pain. Okay, we're all broken. We trust you to heal us. And to restore us but we do ask for this that you would fill us with a love for each other in particular for those who are our fellow travelers followers of Jesus followers of you that you would fill us with so much love for each other and for you and for all the other people in the world but that other people are going to look and say I want to be in on that I want to experience that kind of love. I want people to love me like they love each other. (laughs) We've tried the arguing with each other thing, and nobody seems to want to join us when we argue with each other. So let's go back to your plan, Jesus. People will know we are your disciples, that we are your followers by our love for you and each other. So reach down inside of each and one of us and inside of us as a congregation and transform us into people who are so full of your love that it splashes out on people, whether we realize it or not. God, helps to toss out everything that we have been tempted and have put our trust in. in help us to just say, hey, you, you failed me and enslaved me for the last time. In Jesus, I have everything I need. He will keep me safe. He will fill me with joy. He will show me how to live. He will make me <laughs> safe. He will provide for my needs. Jesus is all I need. Amen. Hey, in particular, if you're connecting with us online, I want to thank you for doing that. Uh, And invite you, if you haven't already, to join the Champions of Hope group on Facebook, uh, our Facebook page. Uh, There's a link in the description for this event that you can use. Uh, You're going to receive some unique content there, as well as have opportunities to connect with other people uh, who are on the mission of infusing people with the hope of Jesus. Well, this is for everybody. This is a quote from uh, an author that I really appreciate. His name is Henry Nouwen. Uh, He wrote these words, we seldom realize that we are sent to fulfill God-given tasks. We act as if we were simply dropped into creation and have to decide how to entertain ourselves before we die. But we are sent into the world just as Jesus was once we start living our lives with that conviction we will soon know what we were sent to do once we start living our lives with the conviction that we were sent into the world to do something just like Jesus was sent we will find out what we're supposed to do so this service, this time of worship is over, but our work is just beginning. You are sent. Go with Jesus.